Today on Amateur Psychology, we're going to talk about leaderboards. Now, leaderboards are interesting for a number of reasons, and we're going to go through some of those reasons and maybe even provide some practical tips on designing leaderboards yourself. But first, I want you to think about where you might have seen leaderboards over the past few days. Where have you seen leaderboards used over the past few days? Well, you might have seen them used in the stock market. You might have seen them used for a revenue purpose. You might have seen them um, in reference uh, to some kind of sporting event. So we see leaderboards everywhere because they help us see the ranking and understand where a player is in an experience, where a competitor is, where a business is. And similar to our discussion of status points, leaderboards are really playing to the understanding of status, right? We innately understand our status relative to other people as soon as we walk into a room, for example. Of course, there are some psychological tricks we can use to try to elevate our status. And some of those actually involve being more humble, for example. Um, humility seems to be one of those pieces uh, that elevates our confidence relative to others um, because it tends to relax us. And so we can keep those pieces in mind, but that's sort of an internal leaderboard of a kind that's related to status. But if we're talking about design, one thing you might consider is that we are very mimetic creatures. I'm a big fan of Rene Girard's work on this. And he wrote a book called Secrets Kept Hidden Since the Foundations of the World. And it's about how we don't really know what we desire specifically. And we have to look to others to figure that out. Um, and to me, that's related to this idea of status. And the design tip I have or the design consideration is that you won't often see leaderboards shown to you in an experience that wants to make you feel good. Unless the experience wants you to progress and see someone that you relate to slightly ahead of you, right? Because it's really not so much the the, the people that you are ahead of or that your team is ahead of on the leaderboard, especially if that's by a significant margin, it's really those people and those teams and those businesses that are slightly ahead of you that are motivating in a positive way, right? Um, this is what competition is about, right? So there's definitely a really big social uh, play there when you use a leaderboard in any kind of an experience. But it can have a, a kind of a bad feeling if, if, if I'm slightly uh, behind that leader for, for too long. Um, maybe that person becomes a negative competitor for me, um, a, a nemesis of a kind where the motivation isn't quite in the right place. But I think I'll let you be the judge. What do you think? If you were constantly shown a leaderboard of where you were relative to your peers, other companies. Does that for you tend to motivate you in an experience, demotivate you? Does it have other dynamics that I haven't talked about so far? Go ahead and let me know and I'll be excited to hear what you think.
And I think that's going to be an episode here for the amateur psychologist. We'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to this one about leaderboards and all the different ways that you can think about using them. Remember, it's not so much about the design from a visual, but what it's doing inside, how it's motivating the behavior. Good luck out there with your implementation of leaderboards, and I'll see you next time in The Amateur Psychologist.